Welcome to the Haven Youth Church Podcast. We believe that God is awakening a generation to revival, and we hope that this podcast encourages you to know that you are loved and that God wants to do extraordinary things for and through you. Welcome to the family. Can you turn to the book of James, chapter 4? The book of James, chapter 4. We'll read 7 through 10 every week at Haven. We turn to this book. We believe that it is the bread of life. We believe that you can base your every move on it. We believe that you can base your worldview on this book. We believe that you can base your emotions on this book. We believe that you can determine whether or not you should be offended on this book. We believe that you can determine where you should take your next step, where you should go to university, the spouse that you may choose uh, in the course of your life, who you might decide to court or date, whether or not you should you should go to uh, that boy's house or that girl's house. You can find that. You can find that right here in this book that is good for doctrine, for reproof, <clears throat> is good for correction, is good to make you and I complete. Um, and so we turn there every week. Are you excited for the word tonight? We have tried to awaken in you a hunger and a love for his word, his unchanging word. We have tried and been intentional for, uh, about awakening you the reality of the power of this transformation agent, talking about the seed of God's word. And so you come to a good place tonight that esteems this word. And if you'll open up your heart, you may find some incorruptible seed deposited in your life, which which might just bring revival in your heart, which might just result in revival in your home and in your city and in your school, all because of the incorruptible seed of his word. And so we get excited about the word of God. Can you put your hands together for the word of God? <clears throat> and so if we could ever get us to a place where we get excited for his word like we do for worship, like we do for our favorite for our favorite uh, worship group, right? For the latest release of the latest, latest album. If we could ever get excited about his word like we do about IMAX releases. Come on, somebody. Uh, we might see revival in a generation. And so we are uh, looking to his word with great anticipation. Let me say this before we read. Um, there is uh, Pure Beauty Teen Magazine is throwing a Pure, Pure Beauty Teen Bash in Hamilton, in Hamilton, Ohio. This is November 2nd. This is specifically for our young ladies. I want to encourage you guys to, to, uh, to consider going to this. If you'd like to, I, I can give you information tonight. It'll be downtown Hamilton in the art space there. It's going to be a, a pretty cool evening for the young women. And, uh, and so if that's something you're interested in, November 2nd, every young woman in this, in this room, uh, we want to encourage you to attend, to go there. We've got more information for you, so, so see us. Also, let me just say this, November, that's November 2nd, November 22nd, that is Fuse, okay? So Fuse. And so... Fuse is important. God has done wonders through this through this collaborative event, uh, and and so um, we want you to be in prayer. 
we want you to be in prayer. I just want you to know there's been a lot of resistance um, in, in the spiritual. I've had a hard time myself. And so uh, I just know that that must be evidence that God wants to do some pretty amazing things at Fuse this year. And so I want to challenge you right now to begin to pray for Fuse. November 22nd, that's about a month away. I want you to begin to pray that the heavens will be open, that it'll be rent, that the spirit uh, uh, of God will be poured out on a generation, that we will see revival, that we'll, we will see uh, the, 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 the public school system turned on its head. We will see Hamilton City Schools and neighboring schools. We'll see the 513 have a revival of young people uh, who respond to their purpose and their mission in the earth. And, uh, and that doesn't happen without, without prayer. Do you understand? You can't just put together an event you can't just put together a series of meetings and, and hocus pocus and here we did this and therefore God's going to show up. God does nothing except by prayer. And, and the enemy is not intimidated by our events and our programs and he's not intimidated by our songs. He's intimidated by one thing and that is the word of God and the spirit of heaven. And so we have to pray and cover this event with prayer. I want to challenge you to fast. I want to challenge you to pray. I want to challenge you to take extended times and periods periods of fasting, extravagant times of, of prayer and fasting for this event. Can you do that? <clears throat> Can you do that? And so I think you will. I believe you will. And, uh, and so we, we are excited about the month of November, a uh, time when a lot of youth groups and a lot of uh, youth groups begin to struggle and wane as far as attendance and motivation and all those kinds of things has traditionally been for us a time of great growth. And um, and so um, and so it's um, it's with 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 a lot of anticipation that we look to fuse. And for some of you, if you um, are finding yourself under um, some sort of extra attack in this moment, in this season, okay, from the enemy, know that that's not by happenstance, okay. Uh, it's not just because that's a targeted a targeted time where the enemy is attacking individuals in this church in this youth group you need to you need to know that be aware of that okay and uh but know that you've been equipped to be an overcomer amen you ready for the word <clears throat> james chapter four bible says in verse seven submit yourselves therefore to god somebody say submit resist the devil say resist and he will flee from you. <clears throat> draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. I want to speak to us on this thought tonight. <clears throat> How to spook the devil. This is spooky season. How to spook the devil. Let's pray. Lord, we give you glory. We thank you for Holy Spirit that's been here manifesting your goodness and your grace. We thank you for your goodness, God, for your mercy. It's available to us. Your love that reaches and is reaching in this service. <clears throat> Lord, we sense the hope that, is, that has settled in this room. We pray now that you would make your word come alive in our hearts. God, that it would, that it would 
bring transformation in lives that will be doers of this word and not hearers only, Father. Help us to see the power that you've given us, the ability that you've enabled us, the capacity to run the devil out of our spheres of influence. Do your work tonight. We give you the glory and the honor. Verse Peter 5 says, 6 and 11, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you to him be the dominion forever. Amen. Say amen. Amen. And so I don't know if you know much about Ohio, about spooky Ohio, but there are some bridges and there are um, some homes that are, are without a doubt infested with the devil. And uh, I grew up uh, by a few of them, one out in, uh, in West Alexandria, a small little bridge that if you weren't careful, um, on the wrong night at the wrong time, you'd find yourself blocked in on either end. It was scary. It was scary. There was, uh, there's a bridge called Cry Baby Bridge in Gratis in Preble County, another one in Preble, something about Preble County. And on a, a, a little bit further down the road from that Crybaby Bridge. How many of y'all been to Crybaby Bridge before? Well, <clears throat> Crybaby Bridge, Fudge Road. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know what you're doing on Crybaby Bridge. You shouldn't be messing with that devil stuff. And if you go down the road a little bit, there's a little house, a little person house. You know what I'm talking about. And uh, that place, that place, it is, it's Creepyville, right? And so there was an, an occasion where we were running around, like some of you, and we made it to a bridge that I was with a bunch of friends. I'm going to put this out there. I was wayward. I wasn't in relationship with the Lord at that time. And, uh, and we, were, we were, I was making up this story about this particular bridge. It was a covered bridge in Gratis. I didn't know any stories. Um, I'm sure that, that there are some there should be some. I've got some. And, uh, and so it was a covered bridge. Covered bridges are already creepy. This one was by Ackerman Creek, if you know where Ackerman Road is in Gratis. And a uh, very historical bridge. And we went, uh, we went to Ackerman Road, and, and I'm, like, elaborating this story to me and, like, all these friends. And we're in this Explorer We've got people stacked in the Explorer. We're in the back seat in the trunk area. Um, and I'm telling the guys, I'm like, you got to get out of the car. That's a part of it. You got to get out of the car. You got to roll down all the windows. You got to open all the doors. And so we're all out of the car. You got to put the keys on top of the roof, right? And we're coaching them through all this stuff. And I kid you not, I'm just going to say it. Look, you can judge me if you want. I won't tell you what I saw. I don't know what time it was. It was after midnight. I don't know what all was consumed, but I do know what I saw. And I know that, that all over this bridge, fingerprints began to appear. I'm telling you, fingerprints, as sure as you're sitting there, fingerprints began to 
appear all over this bridge. They were glowing. And we all saw it. It wasn't just one person. We all saw it. And we all cried like little girls trying to get back into that vehicle. And, um, and, and so uh, I, I can't really explain that, right? I don't know about uh, that. But, but we all jumped into the car. and We all left, right, screaming out of there. Okay, and so talking about, I don't know, like spooky stuff, right? And so some of you guys like, is this guy serious? Like, what is he talking about? What is this? What kind of church is this? What are they going to do next? Are they bringing out snakes and goats? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just telling you what I saw, what I, I, would, I would swear that I saw. I saw this stuff, right? And so you've probably seen some stuff, too. And, um, and so when it comes to understanding the devil, right? And I don't think that that was the devil, and I don't know what that was. Maybe it was just something we, I don't know. There's a lot of explanations for that. <clears throat> maybe I'm making it up. Maybe I didn't really see it. Maybe I created it in my mind. I don't know. Maybe it was other things. And so, but when it comes to the devil. Um, there's two things that we tend to do. One, we, we can tend to underestimate him, which is dangerous. And the second is liking unto it, we can overestimate him, which is also, which is also dangerous. <clears throat> In, um, the Western world, we tend to struggle a little bit with uh, spirituality in a secular society. Um, Right now, the statistic is two-thirds of the American population no longer think that the devil is a real, is a real person or a personality. Two-thirds. Uh, maybe he's a metaphor, maybe a superstition, maybe some religious folklore to convince the children not to do the bad things, right? Two-thirds. <clears throat> as far as the belief in God, the millennials... The rate of unbelief or atheism has doubled 6% in the previous generation to 12% in the current. And so somebody said the greatest trick of the enemy was to convince people that he didn't exist. And I want you to understand, no matter what you've been told or what you'd like to believe, there's a real devil. There's a real devil. And there's a real hell.
There are people all across this room have seen the effects of his working in your family and in your own life. There are people in this room who still are dealing with wounds from people that have exited this life permanently because of tricks of the devil, tricks of the enemy of your soul. The Bible says that he disguises himself as an angel of light. And there are gaping wounds in this room because of the consequences of something called sin. The devil is real and sin is real. And the end of sin is destruction and it's death. And it's not a temporary destruction or a temporary death. It's permanent. In a place called hell, it is spooky season. You need to be aware that the devil is exactly who he says he is. He is a liar and he's a deceiver. Do you understand what I'm saying tonight? There's a real devil and there's a real thing called sin. And although it may look appealing and you may brush it off like, ah, well, it's not that serious. It's a good time on a Friday night. It's a good conversation. It's a good relationship. It feels right. Or it gets me to a place where I can forget everything and I can feel normal for a moment. That's not sin. We see Satan manifests himself as early as Genesis in the Garden of Eden. We see Christ faced him toe-to-toe in the wilderness. And according to, to our text in 1 Peter 5, he insists that we deal with him. And he would like nothing more than for you to ignore his threat. <laughs> and so we underestimate him, but we also overestimate him. And I want to remind you tonight that the devil is not God. I want to remind you tonight that he is a created being, that he is not in control of your end or your future, and he is not in control of the universe, and that he, his word will not last, do you hear me? And he does not have the last word. He stands condemned, defeated, and destined for an eternal judgment because of the work of the cross. And he is no match for Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And he's no match for the blood of the Lamb. And he has a place permanent in hell. And although he's not been condemned to hell, in this moment, in this season, there will be a day that will come where the heavens will split, where Christ Jesus will return from him for, for his church. And the enemy will be dealt with once and for all. And he'll take his place in eternal death. Nation. First John 3 and 8 says the Son of God appeared. Why? To destroy the works of the devil. Praise God. Hebrews 2 and 14 says Christ took on human nature. Why? That through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the 
devil. Colossians 2 and 15 said, God disarmed the principalities and powers and made a public display of foolishness of them, triumphing over them in him. Hallelujah. What is What are we saying? That the devil is a defeated foe. That he has a place that he will dwell forever called hell. Hell is real. It wasn't meant for you, baby. It was meant for the, for the, the enemy of your soul. And we're going to tonight look at a way to cause him to fear and to cause him to shudder at your very existence. Amen. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, it's spooky season. Understand that you were created to release kingdom, created to exude the glory of heaven in the earth and you have the power to scare the devil out of your school to send him running out of your home out of your community out of your world and when the devil leaves understand his devices leave with him do you hear me so when the devil leaves his devices leave with him that means depression goes with him that means anxiety goes with him that means fear goes with him that means addiction goes with him that 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 means division and backbiting go with him that means gossip goes with him I'm telling you you've been given power by, by Christ Jesus to run out the devil hallelujah tell your neighbor it's spooky season amen and so how do we do it how do we do it James tell us, tells us James tells us this he says submit yourselves therefore to God resist the devil and he'll flee And so understand, you can resist all day, you can resist all night, you can spend a lifetime of resisting, but your resisting is of no effect if you first don't submit. Do you hear me? You can spend a lifetime of resisting and find your resisting of no effect if you don't first submit yourself to God. And so, and so James says, first, submit. Submission. Amen. You have a mission in the earth to release kingdom. But if your mission is going to be realized, there's got to be a sub in your life. Submission. Sub means to come underneath, to be under, to submit yourselves to the mission. There is a mission of God on your life. There's a calling of God on your life. There is purpose encoded into your DNA. You are called to release kingdom. You are called to be a revivalist, but you've got to be willing to subject yourself yourself to the mission we have people all across this this house who work all week long for moments like tonight who come early and set up who practice all week who come early to to make sure that they register you there's people who spend the entire week praying for you Calling you, by, calling you out by name and interceding for you. Did you know that? 
Aren't you thankful for a church that this isn't just, we don't just come together on a Thursday night and say we did something, but there's a church that's holding you up in prayer, that's pushing back the darkness on your life, that believes the very best is yet ahead for you, that are calling those things that are not as though they were in your life. There are people in this room that don't want to just throw throw spears behind you, but they want to come uh, uh, alongside you and help carry you to the mission on your life. Amen. That's something to be excited about. And if you're not about that in this house, that's okay. We welcome you. That's that's all right. But we would we would invite you to come into community. And the reality is, if you're not in community, you will not fulfill the fullness of God's purpose on your life. If you bought into the notion that you can church hop and you can be in, the, in here and there and, and here and there and everywhere and it doesn't matter and you just need to get the word and you just need a platform like Facebook to preach on and you're going to be good and you're going to do your thing, you've missed it, honey. And you don't, you're not, certainly not a student of this word. Community is necessary. Community is vital in your life. Community is here to perfect you, to, 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 to help you to grow in the faith. Uh, community is here to bring healing and deliverance in your life. <clears throat> Amen. And I'm not talking about when I say community, you understand I'm not talking about just being together every week. I'm talking about community. I'm talking about the sacrifice of community. I'm talking about being willing to open up and to be vulnerable. If you're not vulnerable, if you're not transparent with people around you, you're not in community with them. <clears throat> and so there's an invitation for you to come alongside this community. And I promise you, you're stronger with us than you are on your own. Amen. Amen. And so and I'm not saying that you have to be in this community. Like, like you know, we're not a cult. There are plenty of communities in a neighborhood around that you can be a part of. <clears throat> we prefer this one. That's why we're here. <clears throat> Amen. And so the Bible says, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Talking about the submission, to subject yourself to the mission. When I go to, to work, there's a, there are people who go to work with different intentions, right? So this is, this is there are people who, 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 as I said, working around this house, some, when they sign up, they understand that they're, they're not just signing up to, as we said, set up church, right? Like they're not setting up church. You understand? They're taking a part in releasing kingdom. They're not just registering students. They're taking a part in the vision of releasing revival in a generation. Do you understand the mission? It's not what's just in front of me. It's the vision of the house, right? And so when people are praying and calling your name out in prayer, when people are texting you and checking on you, when people, uh, when people are, 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 are picking you up and supporting you in ways that they should not be supporting you, right? What are they doing? It's not just a, a meal that they're buying. It's not just gas that they're spending. It's not just a trip that they're making. They see the vision. They see the mission. And they're committed to seeing revival unleash on a generation. And so when I go to school and I go to my place of work, I'm not going just to teach another lesson. 
I'm going with the hopes of awakening some young man or some young woman to the reality that they are somebody, that they're more than a clump of predetermined cells, but they are somebody. They are significant. They're here in the earth for purpose, for a reason much bigger than themselves. And when I go to work with that kind of attitude, you can, you can believe I go in different. I go in different. I go in with a different mindset. I go in with a different level of compassion, a different level of patience, right? And so when you're flipping the burger at the fast food place, you've got to understand that you're not just flipping a burger. Do you understand that you're in Burger King or in McDonald's? You're at Chick-fil-A. Wherever you call work, you are there to release kingdom. And it may look like a burger, but you brought the glory of God to the house. You're on a mission to release heaven. Amen. And so, to come under something is to willingly come under something. If you're not willing, that's slavery. That's not submission. You understand? But when you're willing to come under someone, it's because you trust them. And so, submission is about trust. Do you believe that God is good? Every good and perfect gift cometh down from the Father of lights. That the devil is here but to kill, steal, and destroy. But he says, I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. And I recognize the things of loss in my life. And I recognize the things that have been destroyed and stolen from me is a product of the working of the enemy of my soul and not the God that I serve. And so I trust him. And if I trust him, I'll submit myself to, to his plan and his will for my life. And so you will subject yourself to the will of heaven or you will subject yourself to the mission of hell for your life. Do you hear me? One or the other. You right now in this moment are submitting to either the, the, the mission of heaven or the mission of hell. But you may not know it because, again, the, the enemy cloaks himself as an angel of light. You ever seen Scooby-Doo? And they're running around, and usually there's like this, this, uh, uh, this ghost or goblin, right? And, and then they, they demask him, and it's like, oh, it's just, it's just, it's just Freddy over here, right? It's just... Yeah, and so and so, so this is this is what the enemy does, right? And he runs around like he's good. It's just a it's it's, it, it's just a vape pen. It's just a party. It's just a it's just a little touch. It's just a kiss. Here's my favorite. You ready for this? He needs me. If I, if I had a dollar for every time I've heard that from a young woman who walked in, in virtue and in righteousness and was distracted by a dude, a good-looking dude who just needed somebody in his life. He just needs me. I want to. I want to get him saved. I'm going to bring him to church. He just needs me. <clears throat> it's a trap, and you never know until it's too late. 
Do you hear me? Until your heart is intertwined with, with his. And separation at that point is so difficult and so hard and it's so painful. And it's going to, it's going to leave a wound. And maybe you'll get over it. And if, if you don't subject yourself to the Holy Spirit, you may never get over it damage it could damage every future relationship all because he just needed me he just needs he just he just needs some help he's just a bad boy I just like bad boys no he's a he's he's in rebellion to mom and to dad and you think he's going to submit to your love you think he's going to submit to what you want you think he's going to submit to you being the single person in his life come on this is the life that he's lived this is the character of his life he's a joker baby you better know it he's spooky he's spooky you got to run from that I understand. I'm halfway over. Okay, I got it. And so here's the, here's the key. We grant authority to whoever we trust. Do you hear me? We grant authority to whoever we trust. And the enemy, we've already read it. The enemy's long been defeated. But as long as you keep trusting the words that he's spoken over your heart and your life, you grant him authority. As long as you keep believing that he's the only one for you, as long as you keep believing that if it's not him, it may be no one. This isn't supposed to be a dating seminar. I don't know what happened. As long as you keep believing, well, it's, 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 there's other people that are worse than me. As long as you keep believing things like, well, all sins are the same. That's a lie that has come from that has come from the church. This notion that all sin is the same. Oh, really? Is that right? All sins the same. Except Jesus said some sins are sins uh, to death, and some sins are an abomination. All sins are not the same, not according to Jesus. And so quit using that, that lie from the enemy as a green light to live a perverted, perverted, sexually impulsive lifestyle. And I say it in, 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 in that context because I hear it specifically in regards to sexual immorality. And more often than not, in some weird sexual immorality, there are levels of perversion. Make no mistake, friend. There are levels of perversion. <clears throat> Is there hope tonight? Are you going to preach anything about hope? And so the more we believe him, the more influence, the more control we grant him over our lives. And the more he begins to manipulate. And this isn't, this isn't, this isn't a deep revelation. This isn't, this isn't a mysterious spiritual secret that, that I'm telling you tonight. This is the way influence and control works in every arena of your life. You hear me? The more you trust, the more you allow control. <clears throat> 
And so, when we submit ourselves to the Lord, we come under his authority. And we do this by trusting him, by obeying him, by enjoying him. And when we submit ourselves to the Lord and his mission, do you understand that the Bible says demons literally shudder? And the devil literally runs from you when you submit yourself, when you come under the Lord. When you recognize that it's not you that's done this. When you recognize that it's not how long you can go without food or without water. And it's not about how much fasting you can do. It's not about how much religion you can gain. It's not about how many consecutive church services that you can come to. But it's about your willingness to submit yourself to his word, to what he said about you. And not what the enemy has said about you. What he said about who you are, about your destiny, about your future. What he said about your past. What he said about the shame that's tried to overtake you when you submit yourselves to the voice of the Lord in the areas of his life that he's called out and he says you can trust me you can surrender that boy you can surrender that relationship you can surrender those areas of your life why because I'm good and if you submit yourself to me then you come under me and I come over you and when the enemy stands up to you he's not standing to you any longer he's standing to the God of heaven and earth and every time he sees me what does he do the reaction's always the same he turns tail and he runs why he's running from his inevitable fate which is hell but what if I'm weak he doesn't know when you're weak you just keep resisting but what if I feel like I'm getting ready to give in just keep resisting he can't read your mind he's not omniscient that's the God of heaven he's but a defeated foe who watches your patterns he can catch what you say with your mouth that's why you got to repeat the word over your life the devil is defeated greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world I'm ahead and not behind I'm above and not beneath thus saith the Lord keep resisting Keep glorifying his name. Keep praising and see if the enemy doesn't run out your bedroom. See if he doesn't run out at your home and your school. See if he doesn't run away from the friends that you've decided to plant yourself beside. Why? Because you're carrying the word of God. And if you carry the word of God in submission, you carry the authority of God. Understand carrying his word in obedience is different than just knowing his word. The Bible says even the demons in hell know the word of God. The difference is they don't submit themselves to his word. And so it's not about how much you read this week. How much did you submit this week? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devil's afraid. If you ever get a hold of this word, it becomes planted in your life. You can't obey something you don't know. That's why you need to get a Bible. All right, you can wear out the app if you want. I'm going to say it again, though. If you got one of these books, you know what you can do? You can write in it. Why is that important? Because sometimes I get weary in well-doing. <laughs> because the voices within and the voices without are not the voice of God. And i got to remind myself what he spoke to me on that night. 
I got to remind myself of the deliverance that he brought to me on that day. I got to find that word and I got to repeat that word. And what's the beauty of it? This is becomes a journal. It becomes a record. It becomes a history book of the working of God in your life. And here's a point. Here's a challenge for you. Get one of these books. I'm not saying that the app is wrong. I, I don't, you know, whatever way you can take in the word, right? But I'm challenging you to get one of these books. Chronicle your journey. And then find somebody and give it to them. Find somebody. Remember, you're a disciple. But every disciple's ultimate goal is to make disciples, is to become a discipler. Find somebody that you're going to disciple and give them your book with the history of your time with the Lord and come alongside them. Amen. Somebody said on on, uh, one of the social media pages, uh, I'm going to start writing notes. Was that you? I'm going to start writing letters. Was that you? Yeah, I want to start writing instead of instead of whatever other means of 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 giving words of affirmation and things to people. I want to write them on paper. Something about it. Something about it. Something about receiving a written a written letter too. Tia, two shout outs in one week in, in two weeks, right? So this this girl right here is really great at writing. Where's Victoria? she is <clears throat> at writing and it means a little something more when you take the time to put pen to paper it just does and you begin to write things and then so this is also true it means more to you because you remember things better neurologically we know this to be true kinesthetically when you begin to put pen to paper you just remember it better <clears throat> this is why you should take notes in school it's good practice for for taking notes from the word Amen. And so, <clears throat> so is the devil real? We know he's real. We see the effects of the devil all around us. Are demons real? We know they're real. What's, what's interesting is the Bible spends very little time expounding on demons or, or, or the devil. And, and there's a purpose and a reason for that. And that's because the, 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 the Holy Spirit does not want you to, to, to become uh, mystified or wondered by the enemy, but he wants you to become lost in wonder in who he is. Do you understand? And so if you will, if you will become lost in wonder in who he is, you won't have to worry about the works of, of, of darkness because they will be subject to you. Amen. Tonight we're talking about how to spook the devil. And James tells us, number one, Submit yourself to the Lord. Subject yourself to the mission. Come under. If I'm going to fulfill my mission, I cannot do it without submission. And number two, he says, resist the devil. Resist the devil. I will close with this. He lays out four ways in which you cause the enemy to run. We didn't get there. Come back next week. We see a a contrast in in Scripture. 
in regards to resisting. The first is David. David, who the Bible says was a man after God's own heart, who found himself on his rooftop, looks across the looks across the way, and he sees a beautiful woman. <clears throat> if you didn't know women are beautiful, a good good spot for my my young women to say amen. <clears throat> Really good spot for the men to say amen to. Um, girls, you need to know that. You need to know that you're beautiful. This is the way that God has created you, with beauty. And don't look now, but you don't need a whole lot to get a guy's attention. You don't need to do a whole lot. We're already looking. Because you're beautiful. You could come in here in a in a brown paper bag, and we would still find you beautiful, and we would still look. So don't buy the the, the notion that you got to take clothes off in order to be attract be attractive to men. <clears throat> there is a, a a type of man that that will attract, but it's probably not one that you want to do life with. And so he's distracted by a woman named Bathsheba. And in that moment, David had a choice. He could resist, or he could pretend that he was all right. I got this. I'm good. You know, David didn't go to his rooftop with the intention of failing God. He didn't go to his rooftop with the intention of of putting his entire kingdom and mission on the line. And none of us ever do. None of us ever set out on any given day and say, man, I want to, I really want to fail God today. I just feel like failing God. It's going to be really good for me to fail God today. I really want to mess up on sobriety or I really want to mess up in my relationship. We don't set out with those with those intentions. But it's when we underestimate the tricks and the wiles of the enemy and we become curious about the very thing that we should have recognized as a trap. And he gets a little closer and he gets a little closer. And his curiosity turns to desire. And his desire takes his feet to mischief, to sin. And he ends up in a relationship with a woman that will wreak untold amounts of pain in his life. And that's juxtaposed next to another man and another woman, Joseph. And another beautiful woman. And in Joseph's case, he wasn't even looking for her. She came looking for him. You know the enemy is after is after your attention.
And the Bible says that she done everything in her power to convince him to come to bed with her. And this was a powerful woman. And the Bible says that Joseph recognized the situation for what it was. This was, this was a mirage. It was a setup. It was a fake route to happiness. It was a route to destruction. And he saw it as that. Do you understand that that's what the enemy does is he paints a really pretty, pretty picture for you. And he gets you to chase after it. And once you get to it, you realize this was a setup. But you ought to know tonight. When you recognize the temptation of the enemy and you know in your heart that it's wrong, Joseph's reaction was to turn and run. The Bible says he fled from the place. And there are some things that you cannot stick, you cannot play with. You've got to run from it. You've got to run from it. And Joseph teaches us specifically about sexual immorality. It's not something we play with. It's not something we flirt with. We run from it. If you stick around, you're going to be caught up in that web. Did you hear me? And so sometimes the resisting looks like running. Tonight, the good news is that you don't have to live under the bondage of sin or the weight of sin. The Bible says to, the Bible says to lay aside even the weights that so easily beset us. The weights. You ever carried a bunch of grocery bags into the house? You ever carried a bunch of grocery bags like the, the fellas in the house, they know what I'm talking about. You don't get one. You get every single bag in the back of the van or in the back of the car. You load them down on both hands, right? And you go with lat. You show off those lats, right? I'm a man, right? I'm not making two trips. But you ever come to the door and the door's locked or you can't get the door open? You ever notice what starts happening with the bags you initially didn't have any trouble carrying? They start getting heavier, don't they? Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Is some things right now you're carrying, and maybe it's not, maybe it's not explicit sin. You're carrying it, though, and the Holy Spirit's already highlighted it in your life. And right now you're saying, I got this. I got this. Look at these lats, baby. Right? But if the Holy Spirit has highlighted it, do you know that he's good? And if he's highlighted that in your life, it's for your good, and it's for the mission that you lay those down. And if you're not obedient, you know what's going to happen? Those things are going to start to become really heavy. Jeffy's in tune. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. Those things are become, going to become really heavy over the course of time, and they're going to begin to impede your progress. And it's very likely that you're actually going to start losing the things that you, you, were, you were carrying to begin with. So tonight, 
I'm talking to us about spooky season. I'm tired of seeing the enemy run roughshod over. I'm talking about kingdom people and us acting as though that's the way it's supposed to be. As if he has some power or some authority over you. I'm tired of us walking in submission to his mission rather than the mission of God and the mission on our lives. And tonight, the challenge for you is to awaken to the goodness of the Lord and the effects of coming under and subjecting yourself to his mission. And that's running out the enemy. Running out the enemy from your home from your school, from your community, your workplace, and seeing the glory of God made manifest. How do I see that? Submission. Submit to the Lord. Resist the devil. Bow your heads across. Thanks for checking out the Haven Youth Church podcast. If this message encouraged you, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and even consider sharing this podcast. Reach out to us on social media at Haven Youth Church. Break the flow, be the change.